This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is The New Way We Work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build the future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. Welcome to 2023. Nothing really changes when we flip the calendar to a new year, and yet every year, many of us, myself included, feel the pull to reassess our lives and make resolutions to change. For a lot of us, a critical look at our work lives factors into those plans for better versions of our future selves. And if the disruptions to the labor force of the last several years has taught us anything, it's that many people expect work to be a lot more than a paycheck. Last year, I spoke to Dr. David Rock of the Neuroleadership Institute about the factors that make work meaningful. He pointed to five forms of motivation using the acronym SCARF, which stands for Status, Certainty, Autonomy, Relatedness, and Fairness. If you haven't listened to that episode, it aired on June 20th, and it's linked to in the show notes for this episode. So today, I'm joined by my producer, Josh Christensen, to discuss what happened when we took the SCARF assessment ourselves. Hi, Josh. Hey, Kate. So we're going to get into how effective we think this assessment is, but first we recorded ourselves taking it. So take a listen. I am about to take the SCARF assessment. Check to make sure my levels are good. SCARF stands for status. Check, check, check. Certainty, autonomy, relatedness. Checkity, check, check. And fairness. Checkity, check, 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 check. This is going to help me understand how my role and work environment impact my current engagement, better regulate my emotions, better communicate my needs to others, and make choices more suited to my own preference. Assesses the differences in people's social motivation. Some people are more sensitive to status threat and rewards, others to certainty and relatedness. It's a scale of one through seven. One is not at all and seven is very, so... Begin assessment. And get going. In the workplace, it is important to me that my opinions are valued by others. Doesn't everybody want their opinions to be valued by others? I think having clear rules and order in the workplace is essential for success. Oh boy. But I'll, I'll give that a five. I agree, but I think there should be room to improv. Uh, I hate the feeling of being micromanaged in the workplace. Agree. Oh, 100% agree. Micromanaging is the worst. Full seven on that one. In the workplace, it is important to me that my colleagues respect my decisions. I want to be liked in all cases. I want it all. I just want everything. I want it all. Kate wants it all. I want it all. All of the things. There is an equitable access to opportunities. Yeah. Mm, to the hmm. That is. Oh my God. Sorry, I did that. That's that was embarrassing. Um, in the workplace, I don't like to go into a situation without knowing what to expect from it. Um. um sometimes I think it's good to just like throw spaghetti at the wall or give things leash to try. Sometimes I think it's good to like go into a story or an idea and give it the leash to, f- to fail, frankly, at, at some points without knowing exactly how it's going to work out. I think that's how you discover interesting things. So I'll put a two. In the workplace, it is important to me 
that my colleagues respect my decisions. I want to be liked at all, in all cases. And I can't deny the fact that you like me. And appreciated and respected and be praised at all times. Right now, you like me. People get the rewards and benefits they deserve. I feel like that is very important too. I think like recognition matters more than people realize. I enjoy having a clear and structured approach to work. Um, I neither agree nor disagree. Again, I kind of, I have an appreciation for unstructured activities, I guess. Unstructured time. I think a lot of creativity can come out of that. So that is the end of the assessment. I'm going to hit submit. That was it. Bing, bang, boom, as I say. Okay. Here is my score. Wow, okay. So there are the five scarf categories, and that's status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. My pie chart is like an evenly sliced pie. I have 22% status. The biggest is fairness. 12% certainty. Relatedness at 6.3, and then status at 6. 22% autonomy. Autonomy at 5.5. 21% relatedness, and 22% fairness. And certainty at 5. So I basically want everything, except I'm okay with a little uncertainty. So kind of all of them. I don't... Interesting that certainty is the lowest. Really? No. I feel okay about myself after this one. What that means. Anyways, this is my, uh, my scarf assessment. Bing, bang, boom. Okay. So basically everything's important to me. (laughs) Like... I'm the same, more or less. Okay, so I was... Relatedness and fairness were my highest, 6.3 and 6.5. But then status was 6, certainty was 5, and autonomy was 5.5. So kind of all, like my pie chart is like 20%, 22%, 19%, 17%. Like they're all very similar. What was yours? Yeah, mine was, I I guess I was a little more, do you have any sevens, any straight sevens on yours? No, no. Seven's like I went absolutely there in mine, and maybe this is telling about me. Oh, God. Is I it had status? S- status was a seven. Well, <laughs> who doesn't want to feel like they're respected in their position? Yes. Uh, and then just like I'm an ambitious person. I'll, I will say it. I'll admit it. Like, it is important to me to, like, move up the ranks and bolster my status. I don't think I want status for status sake, but status in relationship to the work I feel like I am doing and the value I give a company, I think is important to me. So status was your biggest one. And fairness. Fairness was also a seven for me. Interesting. So fairness was actually my highest was 6.5. But again, these are by like little margins. Yeah, a lot of them seemed to me like basic things you should expect from a job. Like, let's see, what were some of the, the questions? Like having clear rules, like, uh, it's important that my opinions are valued. You, you know, like these seem like very basic things of a good job, right? People should be rewarded fairly for the work that they do. Like, who's going to say no to yeah. that? Who's going to be like, no, I really don't know if I agree if people should be rewarded and compensated for the work that they do in a fair and equitable way. <laughs> that that just seems like a, a no-brainer to me. I don't know who would say no to that. 
I mean, I guess it's like degrees of it because then there's a question too. Like, I hate the feeling of being micromanaged in the workplace. Again, who likes the feeling? So it's a scale, right? Of like one total disagree, seven total agree. Yeah, maybe there's some people who are like, yeah, I don't like it, but it's whatever. I can deal with it. It's not. Or it doesn't bother me that much. Like, I like to have somebody check in on me. Like, autonomy's not that important. And like, when you know, when I talk to... I always want to just call him Dr. Rock. When I when I talked to to David Rock, he was saying, you know, like you have to help understand what matters to somebody. And if autonomy isn't a, something that matters a lot to somebody, then and relatedness matters more, like leaving somebody alone might bother them. Like they might feel like, are you, do you not care? Do Am I not valued? Like if you're not checking in with me. Yeah, that's true. I can see, you can see how these pull the other way. But for me... It also then makes sense because my autonomy score was 6.5. That was my... Your other high one. I had 6.7 for relatedness too. So all of those were high. Relatedness was high for me too. I'm surprised that autonomy was... I mean, it wasn't low. It was like 5.5. But certainty was also... Certainty was, I suppose, my lowest technically. Again, at like 17%, like a 5. And I think maybe that, that certainty bit has become come because I've just gotten used to a certain level of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. A, you know, the last couple of years, B, working in media, it's a volatile industry. Just like, yeah, I understand that there's a bit of uncertainty mixed into, you know, work life. Certainty was also my lowest at 4.3. I was really neither here nor there on that. I was pretty much right down the middle. And I also think, and this is the way that I looked at some of the questions with, with certainty around it, is that I consider myself a creative professional. I like to be more creative than that. I do think there is value in some fields, ours in particular and others that I've worked in, to, and maybe I'm reading these questions wrong, to unstructured time, you know what I mean? Like a little less like within the context of a job, not necessarily having your whole week schedule like mapped out like there's some jobs that you'll go into and be like I know what I'm doing every minute of every single day and that's going to be great for some people for me I like having some unstructured time within my workplace to do deep thinking and in creative work and stuff like that maybe that's not quite uncertainty but I think it fits into there it does because I'm reading what, so what, wait, what was your certainty score? 4.3. Oh, ouch. Okay. So mine was ouch. five. <laughs> well, but it makes sense because, okay, so mine was five. Again, like it's not my highest, but really all of these things matter to me. And here's what it said. You are sensitive to certainty. You like things planned well in advance and you don't like last minute changes. True, true, true. You have a natural affinity for systems and processes. Fine. You are a... A list person. List person. <laughs> <laughs> we literally were just... Before we started recording, we were talking about, like, all of the lists that I've made and how, like, you know, my husband's not doing the the list that I said and, like, there's an order to these things. Well, like, yeah, as we're just coming off of Christmas and I and I ask that you're the type of person who finishes your Christmas shopping before Thanksgiving and your response is, I shop throughout the year and have a <laughs> gift bin in my basement. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was, like, the week of Christmas finishing up my shopping. You were patting yourself on the back because you are like, there's a couple days left still. And I'm like... I, yeah. I'm like, child, I've had this done since January. 
<laughs> I guess, yeah. So I, I guess in that sort of sense, and again, like I've always like pursued professions and jobs that had a level of uncertainty too, like you working in media before I worked in media in my early 20s. I, I worked in theater and, and entertainment and like that is an even more uncertain field. I, I mean, that's the thing. Honestly, I feel like I've had more certainty in my career since joining the media workforce, which is wild to anyone working in media that I'm like, there's so much stability in this career. I mean, it's two things, right? It's like the outside forces that you can't control, like the economy and the pandemic and the industry. And then there's the like people you work with and coordinating. So I think there's a lot useful here for like understanding and working with people better. So like it also says you may react strongly when people leave things to the last minute or constantly change their minds. You feel more certainty and rewards or questions asked and there are clear expectations. So like, you know, from a management standpoint, if you have your employees take this assessment or if you take this assessment and you kind of, it's nothing, I don't think, you know, unlike the narcissism assessment where there's maybe some sensitivity around like you're a narcissist, there's nothing bad here. Like there's nothing negative here. Like you're not a bad person if you value autonomy or relatedness or certainty higher or lower. But I think it's really useful in understanding like, oh, Kate's a list person. She likes to figure things out. She doesn't want things left to the last minute. Josh isn't. How can they work together to like make sure that there's still a little flexibility, but it's not like this uncertain, unplanned, nebulous thing. Yeah. And to be clear with like the certainty stuff, like I'm still like in the middle of that. There's still things that I want to be clear. Like I like to know big picture Mm -hmm. what we're working towards and what's expected of me. We both work in media. Like I think Fast Company has a very clear editorial mission that I think is valuable for both of us in terms of what we're serving with this show, with our other work outside of it. I've worked at companies in in media and outside of it where I just didn't really know what we were working towards. Like I didn't know what what is our goals, what is our point of view, what is our mission, and that bothers me. At the same time, I don't necessarily need someone to go, hey, you need to be doing this, 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 and this today, and then tomorrow you need to do this, this, and this. I need someone to be like, This is our goals for the week. This is what we need to have. Figure it out. I'm fine with that. And that's like the mix of certainty and autonomy, right? Of like, I want some sort of direction. I want to understand what's expected. I want to know the benchmarks, especially, you know, when you, when you talk about like fairness and status, like I want to be recognized for my work and know that if I do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to get a promotion and there's a career path for me and blah, 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 blah. But I don't want you like looking over my shoulder all the time saying like, well, how you doing? How you doing on that? How you doing on that? You know, like, yeah. But I think, you know, again, like from a management perspective, I think this is a really valuable assessment. One, and kind of understanding what's most important to your employees and kind of managing to that. If status is very important to somebody, right? And so the things within status are not just like, you know, they're things like being recognized for your good work. Yeah. And if somebody says that that's very important to them, that's so easy from a manager's perspective to say, okay, well, I'm going to make sure I'm going to call out, you know, when this story does well, I'm going to call out when they had a success with that. I'm going to just like 
let them know that it's noticed and highlight it. And if they say fairness is really important, then you're going to make sure that they understand why, you know, somebody's getting an opportunity that they aren't or, you know, like just kind of explaining having that transparency around it. But I think it's also useful for managers to just like, these are the things that are important in work, you know, in general, like these are the things you should pay attention to in general. Were you surprised by any of your scores? Um, hmm. I was kind of afraid that, st- I don't know why, because if it has like a, a narcissistic like connotation in my mind that like status was going to be really high for me, that like all I care about is like being recognized. I was kind of surprised that relatedness was really high. I was not surprised that fairness was high because I do, I am very much a like everybody should be equal, you know, so what does it say about fairness? Uh, (laughs) This is totally me. People who jump the queue really get under your skin. Uh, (laughs) I am, I mean, that kind of goes with like a, I'm a rule follower, you know, I'm like an A student, like, no, you have to do the right thing. It says, but you'll sign up for a roster that ensures everyone contributes equally. Beware, you might find yourself speaking up for others sometimes when it's um, not okay to let things slide. Honestly, I think the awareness of fairness is something that I think speaks to the kind of growing support for labor unions right now and the kind of new labor movement. I think this has become, especially in the pandemic, not that anyone before, if you ask them directly, do you think your workplace should be fair? They'd say no. But I think more and more people have been coming to the realization that like, no, our workplaces aren't fair right now. We should do something about it. And it makes sense to me too, personally, that fairness is like my most highly rated thing because like, honestly, my entire tenure at Fast Company, I've focused on fairness in workplaces in the form of gender equality, DE&I work, just like... It's the whole point of the show, really. (laughs) And like, I was once called the moral, like the moral conscience of a company, you know, like I am usually the one that's like, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't sit right, you know, it doesn't pass the test, like you know, we're not walking the walk with this sort of thing. So that's surprising to me. Yeah, and relatedness actually ranks high for me too. And here I am, you know, working remotely, but I still like need the connection to the people that I work with and need to like feel valued kind of in that same way. I do feel like all of these things really go hand in hand. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely not like mutually exclusive. I have to be honest, I was not really surprised by any of my scores at all going in, which made me really question. And uh, and uh, honestly, I was really thinking maybe I should retake that narcissism test. I was really only thinking this in terms of how it informed myself about myself taking this assessment. Like, and did it, you, you don't, you don't feel like you learned anything about yourself? No, I don't feel like I, I learned anything necessarily about myself, but I'm in my thirties. I've been doing this a while. I think I've been more aware of myself. Now, this is separate and apart from how it can inform managers about their employees and inform other people you work with, which I think is probably the better use of this assessment in terms of quantifying and giving like concrete, this is what's important to me from an employee to an employer or a manager like that. I think that's useful. But in terms of it informing yourself on what you want from work, I imagine this being a little more useful for early career or college kids coming out, you know what I mean? Or high school kids coming out into the workforce. That's true. I mean, well, and also, 
I mean, I would say like different people have different levels of self-awareness at work. I think True. like a lot of times you can have a job and it doesn't work out and you're just like, oh, well, the job was crappy or the manager was bad or the job wasn't a right fit and you don't really like know why. Right. And so part of uh, what the Neuroleadership Institute says that this assessment will help an individual understand is how to better communicate their needs yeah. to others. So if you kind of don't know why a job didn't work out or don't understand why you're not happy in a job, you know, learning that like, actually I want, you know, a certain level of, of certainty and organization and I need to like know how things are planned out. Okay. How can I communicate that to my manager? Or, you know, the other thing that they say is like make choices more suited to your preferences. So if you discover oh, the reason why the jobs, uh, I am so unhappy in these jobs and they're not working out is I need a certain level of autonomy that they're not giving me. And what autonomy looks like is actually this and not like, just leave me alone and let me do my own thing, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the issues that we talk about on this show come down to, really come down to communication, the ability to communicate. I mean, there's much larger yeah. issues around like implicit biases, literal like mustache twirling villains of managers <laughs> like Elon Musk. Um, but like a lot of it... Go back and listen to why your boss is so bad at his job. Exactly. But a yeah. lot of what we talk about is well-meaning people who probably want to do the right thing, but don't have the language or the understanding to do it correctly. And a lot of it is like giving tools to employees to better advocate for themselves and giving managers the tool to better understand what that means when their employees advocate, I think is really important to most workplaces. Well, I think the thing is, and we've talked about this a bit on the show, is that uh, so many people become managers because they were good at their jobs. It's a, they call it the Peter principle, right? Like you get promoted to a level of incompetence. Like you are good at your job and so you keep getting promoted and then you become the manager of a bunch of people, but you actually should have just stayed at whatever level and like nobody teaches you how to be a manager. Like you just got promoted to a manager because you were good at being a programmer or something. So now you're the manager of all of the programmers, but like being a manager is a totally different skill set. Yeah. Most managers don't receive any training. So, you know, if you find yourself in, as a manager and like, of course, if you're losing people or you kind of like don't know what you're doing, I think an assessment like this is really useful to like understand, first of all, what are the things that are important to people? And then second of all, what are the things that are important to the particular <laughs> group of people that you work with? And like also what's important to you because all managers are also employees unless you're, you know, the owner of the company. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I think another point to drive home on with with kind of the the education gap in management is that like it's not something that's solved by like a one week seminar or like you're doing our management training course and you've got eight hours of training. It's probably not enough. It's it's something that is a continued really a continued education like uh, throughout your time. It's also, as we've written about a lot, it takes a lot of, they call them like soft skills or, yeah. you know, um, emotional intelligence. Like it's a, a lot of things that you kind of have to learn by observing and doing and understand, you know, it's, it's listening to podcasts like the new way we work. Yes, of course. That's the main key to be a better manager is to listen to the new way we work. <laughs> I think this wasn't a like aha moment uh, assessment, but I think it was a really useful one in kind of understanding 
what's important to you at work. But again, I think it's probably most useful for for managers to to look at their and understand their teams better. Absolutely. I think one more question that I have for you is, do you think your scores would have been the same for you, say, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, as they are hmm. now? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. Well, why don't you answer it first? I think they would have been relatively the same, but where they would have probably fallen off a little bit, I think status would have been less important to me. Interesting, because I kind of feel like that becomes less important the more you attain it, you know? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on how I'm thinking of status. I think uh, I think I'm thinking of status less in terms of just like what is my title necessarily, or like recognition. Yeah, recognition, and I think it's become more important to me because I think I've gotten better at what I do, and I think that I'm at a point where I'm not necessarily at the point where I'm trying to just like learn and get better at what I'm doing. At the point where I want to be recognized for the work that I've put into this within my company and and without of it. And I think earlier in my life, I was really just more concerned with like... Fairness. Get, fairness, <laughs> yeah. Getting paid equitably for the work I was trying to do at the time and just ha like yeah. stringing together and employment and freelance gigs and stuff like that. So, stat so a certainty would have been higher for me at that point and status would have been lower. Yeah, that makes sense. I do think these things change over time and... and uh, you know, to answer your question, probably yes. I don't think dramatically. I think, you know, some things like a need for, like I've been a list maker my whole life, you know, like some of those <laughs> things, Yeah. you know, persevere. But but yeah, I think there is probably a, a change in like what's the, you know, being recognized for your work versus, you know, just feeling like you're being treated fairly. I think those things, you know, might change over the course of, of and that's important too, for a, a manager to understand where people kind of are in their journey. And I'm, I'm assuming this is not, you know, if you're going to use this tool, this wouldn't be something you're like, okay, so I did it January 2023. And then this is who you are. Now I understand you and then never again, you know, like, it's good to just like you do performance reviews and check ins. You know, it's good to kind of like reassess what's important to people. And maybe they're like, goals have changed too. As you know, we talked about that, obviously, in ambition yeah. diaries of like, I really feel that there are seasons of life and seasons of importance where like sometimes maybe status is taking a front seat and another time it's taking a back seat and like relatedness is more important to you, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. The pandemic has changed a lot of this for sure. As we've discussed, you know, ad nauseum on the show over the past three years, which I, I would assume like certainty and, and maybe to an extent autonomy has really changed people. I, I mean, I think a lot of the driving force behind the great resignation was a was a, a want to be more autonomous in your work, pro definitely a, a, a move towards fairness. Yeah. And then I think the kind of receipt of that had to do with certainty during what was a, a, has been a really precarious economic time the past couple of years. And especially this year, you know, I think it's certainly useful to check in with everybody of like, how are you feeling? What's important to you right now? And you probably will hear that like, a certain level of certainty is important. And then that's where transparency comes in, where it's like, if there are going to be layoffs, if there's going to be a hiring freeze, if there's going to be something happening, as soon as you know it and in the best way that you can, communicate that to people because that like anxiety of living in the like, oh, maybe in the rumor mill and the like wondering and whispering, you know, obviously just nothing for people's well-being at work. Absolutely. 
We we now understand ourselves better. Um, and isn't that what it's all about? Yes, and I do I do think that this is a a, a really useful assessment for for managers to use. Much better than the Myers Briggs test. <laughs> oh, don't even. Yes, <laughs> I don't know, and and probably less of a minefield than the uh, narcissism. narcissism. <laughs> well, we'll have uh, listeners. Please let us know what other assessments you want us to take because we'll take them. <laughs> We do love, we will, you know, by the, the end of the run of this show, we will know ourselves so well. <laughs> this, is our, this is our free therapy. <laughs> All right, Josh, thanks so much for having fun and taking this assessment with me. Thanks, Kate. This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And we want to hear from you. What makes work meaningful for you? Email us at podcast at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag The New Way We Work. And don't forget to listen to our special four-part series, Ambition Diaries, in this feed. You can also head to fastcompany.com slash ambition hyphen diaries for photos, interviews, and audio clips from all seven mothers and daughters in the series. The New Way We Work was produced by Joshua Christensen with editing by Nicholas Torres. 